Hi, I'm Bill Gord, a storyteller, and my guest is the composer and musician Seamus Egan, who will be playing a whistle as we share an Irish folktale called Red Rory and the Fairies. We hope you enjoy it. Down on the beach they like to gather in late afternoon and talk, and talk and talk. And who was doing a lot of the talking? Red Rory. Red Rory liked to talk. From where they are sitting, you could look across the water and see an island. Red Rory loved that island over there because you see, the fairies lived over on that island. I mean, they live on the land too where they were, but those are the mound fairies nearby. The fairies across, so says Red Rory. Well, those fairies, they make gold and silver. Oh yes, they make gold and silver. They bring it across. How do they bring it across? Well, it's not easy. It's lucky for them. They have me, said Red Rory. They have me. Yes, they do. And you see, well, you can't really see it very well, you guys. And uh, there's kind of a ridge in the water. Well, you, under the water, of course. It's like part of part of the ground under the water. And and you can. It's kind of like a path across. Now, the fairies could not carry the gold and silver across there, so that's what they used me for. Yeah, yeah. Do they pay me? Of course. Well, no, not, not with gold and silver. What, do I need gold, fairy, gold, fairy, silver? No, 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 no. Much more valuable. They give me knowledge, knowledge, oh yes. What kind of knowledge, I will tell you. Now, you, you know this about me. Can you ever like tell me a story and I know whether it's true or not? You can't trick me, you can't fool me. I know those things. Listen to this, even the fairies, even the fairies cannot trick me. I know when they're telling the truth. I know when they're trying to do a little trick. I know the fairies like this, that, this, that, this, that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's me. Yes, 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 yes. Red Rory. Oh, yes. Now, I'll tell you. It so happens that there are a couple of fairies sitting against a rock on the other side of the rock, really from Red, where Red Rory was. And they heard all this talk. Now the fairies can be very nice. Very nice, and usually they are. But one thing they do not like. They don't like people making up stories about them. And Red Rory had gone too far. And they were mad. And what do fairies do when they're mad? Well, they can do a lot of things.
Everybody decided to go back home. They headed out. Red Rory said goodnight, have a good supper. He started heading home himself. He had to go up over the hill. Then he goes across a couple of fields. And then his house is on the other side of those two fields. And when he got up over the hill, he looked across and he could see the light in the kitchen window. And he knew his wife was making something for supper. And that was going to taste good. And he was hungry. Oh, a little wind came up. A little wind came up and Red Rory's eyes went shut. And something happened. Something happened. When Red Rory opened his eyes, he saw, whoa! It was not a field anymore in front of him. It was a raging, roaring river. What? Roaring river, roaring river, roaring river. What am I going to do? How am I going to get home? I can't swim across that raging, roaring river. Oh, what's going on? Where did that come from? What in the world is going on around here? Hmm. Hmm. Wait. Just then, he heard something above his head. What? What? There was an eagle flying overhead. It was flying around and around. It was gigantic. And it, whoa, it's coming lower. It's coming down and down and down and down and down. And it landed right next to Red Rory. And Red Rory looked up at that giant eagle. Eagle. Eagle said, what are you doing? Well, I'm trying to go home. But look what happened. I don't know what happened. Look what happened. There was a field here. I was going to cross the field. Then I crossed the next field. And there you can see the light in the kitchen. My wife must be fixing a nice supper. And now there's a roaring river between me and home. That eagle nodded its head. Seems to me that's the work of the fairies. You must have made the fairies angry. What? I'm a friend of the fairies. I wouldn't make the fairies angry. Well, did you make up some stories about them? Well, I mean, I was talking about them, you know, and maybe I, you know, sometimes when you're talking, you, you want to make the story a really good story. So, you, you know, you add like a little bit or something just to make it a better story. So people listen to it and go, oh, I like that story. You know, sometimes I... I, I kind of do that kind of thing with the story sometimes, you know. And and you think that you, you think the fairies made that river? He said, "Well, here I am. Maybe I can help you out." What? Well, can you swim across that river? No way. Well, you can ride on my back. I'll fly. You'll fly me across the river? Okay. And Red Rory climbed up onto the back of the eagle. And the eagle took off. 
It was a fast flying eagle. There it goes, 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 there it goes. Red Rory's hanging on, hanging on, hanging on. He closes his eyes. It keeps flying and flying and flying and flying and flying and flying. There it goes, 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 there it goes. And Red Rory's just clinging, clinging, clinging on with his eyes tight as tight can be with that wind blowing and hearing that flapping, 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 flapping. And finally, 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 the eagle stops and lands. Oh, oh. Thank you, Eagle. You got me home. I can open my eyes and see. Eagle. This is not my home. Eagle. This is not my, where am I? Red Rory looked out. Black, black sky, stars, whoa, gray all around mountains, where am I? And looked far, whoa, what is that ball, blue and green and, oh, is that the earth? Eagle, did you fly me to the moon? And Eagle said, that's right. Fairies don't like you making up stories. I've got to go. Goodbye. Wait, 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 Eagle, do not leave. But it was too late. The Eagle was flapping away, heading back to Earth. And Red Rory was stuck in the mountains of the moon. Now what? Red Rory started walking around. Everything's gray. Gray, 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 gray. Up a little hill, up a mountainside. Wait a minute. What is in that rock? It looks like a door. I wonder if anybody's there. I'll knock on it. Knock, knock, knock. And the door opened up. And standing there was a gray figure, gray face, gray hair, gray clothes, gray feet, gray hands. A woman or a man, I don't know. Red Rory didn't know either. It's hard to see anything up there. What are you doing here, said Red Rory. I'm here. Well, I can see you're here. What for? You shouldn't make up stories about the fairies. Whoa! How did you know about that? You're on the moon. Okay. I'm going to take a little walk. Walk. And Red Rory started walking up, 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 and came to a, whoa, like a ledge. It seemed to be on the top of space. Turn back to the gray one. Gray one, what am I going to do now? Bye-bye. And the gray one pushed Red Rory off the ledge.
down, 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 back towards Earth. Whoa. What's that V? Geese and Rory, Rory fell right through that flock of geese, but one of them grabbed him by the collar with its beak. <laughs> and Red Rory looked up and said, Oh, thank you, Goose. Don't lie about the fairies. Oh, how did you know about that? Don't lie about the fairies. Oh, no. Now what am I going to do? These fairies are doing me in. Now what am I going to do? Goose, will you fly me home? No, I can't do that. It's too far, too far. The geese flapped on for a ways, but it was too hard for the geese, and too hard especially for that one goose. And it opened its mouth, its beak, and Red Rory went tumbling again. <laughs> Splash! Into the ocean. And down, down, down he went under the water. And he hit something kind of hard and kind of soft. What in the world is this? Gurgled Red Rory. What in the world is this? It was a whale. And the whale started swimming up and up and up and up. And it broke the surface. And Red Rory looked whale. And the whale said, don't tell stories about the fairies. They don't like that. I know, I know, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't. Will you swim me home? You better learn to swim. And with that, the whale spouted. And there goes Red Rory on a spout of water, up, up, up into the air. Red Rory opened his eyes. He was lying on the beach. What am I lying on the beach? What am I doing on this beach? And he, he looked up and his wife was standing over him with an empty pitcher. Did you just pour water on me? She said, I woke you up. You woke me up? You woke me up? No, I wasn't sleeping. Oh, wife, 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 you're not going to believe this. This is unbelievable. Listen to this. You'll believe it when I tell you. I don't know if you'll believe it, but I think you should believe it. Here's what happened. I was 
you know, I was like telling some stories and, and, and I told a little too much about the fairies and they got mad at me. And so like when I was coming home, I knew you were going to cook a really nice dinner. And so I was coming home and I was so excited to have a nice supper. And, and, and then I got to, you know, the two fields between our house and, and back here and, and then there was a river there and I suddenly I couldn't go across the river. I can't swim that well. And, and then this eagle landed and, and eagle, I climbed on the eagle's back and it flew me to the moon. And then on the moon, there was suddenly, there was suddenly, there was suddenly like, uh, 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 there's a character is all gray and it pushed me off the moon and I fell down and these geese picked me up and they dropped me onto a whale's back and the whale spouted me up and then I opened my eyes and there you here you are and she said red rory that's enough now come home stop making up stories no no that's what really happened yeah right Save that for your friends. But Red Rory, they're not going to believe that either. And she never did believe it. But I'll tell you what. When Red Rory got home, he did eat his supper. And he's getting ready for bed. He took off his coat. And he found a golden eagle feather stuck in the sleeve. And then he reached into his trouser pockets and pulled out gray dust, like a pile of gray dust. And with his other hand, he just scratched his head, wondering, wondering. And that's the story of Red Rory. So we just finished recording uh, this wonderful Red Rory story. Thank you, Seamus. Oh, and, thank you for uh, having me. And uh, let me ask you a few questions that people will probably be interested in. I'm interested in. Uh, can you just a little about yourself? What, uh, what have you been doing for how long? Where did you come from? All, of, all, all of the pertinent information. Um, well, I've been um, I've been playing music for a very long time. Uh, I started when I was six years old. Uh, my family um, we were living in Ireland. I was born here in in the states. Uh, I was born in Philadelphia, um, but my family moved shortly after I was born back to Ireland. My father uh, is from County Mayo and uh on the west coast of ireland and so he moved us all back there and i grew up there until i was about 12 or 13 and uh then we moved back to philadelphia after that um but in that period that we were in ireland i learned um started learning music when i was about six a uh, music teacher came to our town and uh once a week my parents sent myself and my sisters down with uh with our penny whistles um and um took took you know our, our music lessons each week so as always you didn't start on a piano no no it was um there was we had a piano in the house but 
there was no piano. We had to go to the town hall and there wasn't a piano in the town hall. So we had to, <laughs> and it would have been very difficult carrying the piano down the road. We lived a mile from the hall. So mercifully, <laughs> we had tin whistles. <laughs> Didn't have to carry the piano. So from tin whistles, uh, and as we just heard, your the whistle is still a dear sound for you, mm. I, it sounds like. Uh, what other instruments uh, have you I jumped up into? Yeah. Um, well, the I moved when I was, you know, I started on the whistle, as, as most kids at that time did, learning Irish music. Um, and then I went on to the, the flute, the concert flute, um, which is a fairly, um, you know, would be a, you know, a common move if you're interested in music and you sort of, you know, kind of feel drawn to woodwinds, um, which I was. So uh, I went to the flute and then I uh, learned, uh, picked up some banjo and mandolin after that. Um, and I was really fortunate growing up that my, uh, you know, if myself or my sister showed any interest in, in, in an instrument or whatever, um, my parents sort of, uh, you know, made it happen that that instrument, a version of that instrument landed in our tiny hands and we could bash away at it and to see if we had any, you know, if it was just sort of like a passing fancy or if it was something that, um, you know, had a little more lasting, uh, you know, uh, powers. So, um, so yeah, eternally grateful for that, for having that opportunity because uh, that was really the thing that made the difference. That's fantastic. So did your whole family play music together? A lot. There were six of us total. Um, and at one point, I think four of us were, were playing. So it was quite a little band um, <laughs> of, of noisemakers. That's great. Let's go over to the story a little bit. I, every every musician has a different relationship, I think, with with story and how they approach music and story. And I know with this, we're kind of playing with the notion of that, you know, sometimes the story is trying to help us listen to the instrument and sometimes the instrument is helping us with the story. And, you know, where, where do you stand? How, how is that whole uh, process for you in terms of dealing with this folktale? I think, I think music in, you know, just sort of a, a, in a general sense, accompanying a story, whether it's like this, where it's, you know, just the, you know, the, the, the telling of the story or whether it's the, you know, the visual and, you know, everything combined. I think the music functions as a sort of, you know, it, I think it functions as the sort of, um, the, 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 it can function, I suppose, as the subtext, you know, the, the little bit of the story that you're not hearing or you're not seeing, and it can kind of fill in some gaps and, and um, you know, obviously it can, it can push you in a direction emotionally, um, and, and it can sort of, you know, it adds, it adds a color, and, it, you know, I think it's... Um, you know, uh, yeah, it goes hand in hand with the, you know, you don't want to, it's, it, it should, you know, the best, I think the best music accompanying stories are the ones that you forget, it, it, you, you forget it's there, you know, it's almost becomes invisible to what, um, to what the, the main, the, the main focus is the story. And, you know, it's almost like you don't want the music to be too, um, you know, making too much of a, 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 a of a presence. Just enough there to to sort of add 
add what's needed. Um, right. And but but not it's it's I think in this in these circumstances of of accompanying a story, it's not the it's not the star. The story is. And in that sense, both the storyteller, myself, and you, the music maker, um, were both subservient to the story. So for the listener, uh, the storyteller disappears in a certain way, too. Um, yeah, yeah. So that the story is just there in, a, in hopefully a very tangible, experiential way for the, for the listeners. And it is for us, I mean, in, in doing it the way that, you know, that we've done this, where you know, we're responding to the story, but we're responding, you're responding to me, I'm responding to you. And it's, um, yeah, it's a real sort of, it's, it's a bit of a tightrope, but it, it's sort of, you have that sort of the story's there, right? You, you, it, it'll, it'll catch you if, you if you're paying attention. Exactly. Well, that was just fantastic. Thank you for your, your time and this great gift, uh, gift to this story that you brought to it. Well, look at it. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for, uh, for inviting me to be part of this. It's um, the first time I've, I've done something exactly like this. So, um, yeah, it was really enjoyable. Thank you so much.